team. Welcome to the Freedom Hunt, Tuesday, October 19th edition. Thank you for being here. we got a lot of news to talk about today. <clears throat> Southwest has scrapped a plan to put unvaccinated staff on unpaid leave starting in December. Looks like the pushback is real, but what's going to happen with some of these cops who were saying they are not going to get the shot and they have passed the city deadline, places like Portland and Seattle, Washington, You also have a report out that says that COVID natural immunity is just as good as getting the shot. Oh, wow. It's almost like Buck is always right. And you've got uh, the Biden administration flying illegal immigrant uh, teenagers in the middle of the night all over the country. The Thomas Jefferson statue is going to be removed from the New York City Council chambers. So we've got a lot. They've already voted to do it. They're going to do that. That is actually happening But, my friends, first, we have to talk about Bambi. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. You've got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. And HR manager salaries aren't cheap, an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. It is month-to-month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Buck right now. That's B-A-M-B-E-E, Bambi.com slash Buck. Schedule your free HR audit, Bambi.com slash Buck. The Biden administration is in a rough spot. Well, it's in a lot of rough spots, really. Things are not going well. You know that. I know that. They know that. And so they're trying to come up with some narrative. They're trying to come up with some explanation for things. That'll make it seem like something other than, yeah, we suck at this. We are not good at running the country. Uh, We are not good at being in charge of the executive branch. What we told you about Joe Biden's capabilities was a self-interested lie by the left that he was going to be able to unite the country and it'd be a steady hand. And, you know, the wisdom of an old owl, not fewer, more. Not fewer or not more fewer. That's something like that. Yeah, remember who was yelling, what, what is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with this guy? That's the question that so many of us ask. But they've got to come up with something. And so now you know what they're starting to tell you? The mantra of the Biden administration up to this point has been build back better, which they're not succeeding at doing. They are not building back better. So what are they now going to have to say? Lower your expectations. That's where we are as a country right now. That's the feeling. That's what's happening. And they're even starting to have their scribes at places like the Washington Post tell you that. An opinion piece just published yesterday by a columnist. Don't rant about short-staffed stores and supply chain woes. Oh, okay. Fine. Because things are not going well for this administration, 
I guess we're all supposed to just change our sense of what we should expect. Because they can't deliver because they're bad at this. We are to sit around and say, well, maybe we demand too much of the government. Maybe the government is not perfect. You know, it's not perfect. Isn't that the classic gaslighting technique you have with individuals in your life? Somebody who keeps messing up, keeps keeps blanking things up all the time. And you want to give a second chance. And instead of dealing with things in a way that addresses shortcomings and at least pays lip service to accountability, can just go, well, I'm not perfect. Sorry, I'm not perfect. Right? No one. And then you have to go, okay, nobody's perfect. And, you know, then nothing ever changes. Nothing ever happens. That seems to be the mentality we're supposed to address now uh, or supposed to adopt about the Biden administration. In this post, the woman writes, fast food is less fast. A huge flotilla of container ships is stuck offshore in California waiting to unload. Shelves normally stocked with Halloween candy this time of year are empty, as I saw the other day at Target in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The issue has become so troublesome with alarming economic and political ramifications. The White House is stepping in, urging unions, port operators and big consumer goods companies to work around the clock. American consumers, their expectations pampered and catered to for decades, are not accustomed to inconvenience. Customers persistent whine. Why don't they hire more people? Sounds feeble in this era. Rather than living constantly on the verge of throwing a fit and risking taking it out on overwhelmed servers, struggling shop owners, or late arriving delivery people, we do ourselves a favor by consciously lowering our expectations. This is this is in the piece. Now I know you could say, "Oh, Buck, it's just one person." Yeah, but this is published in the Washington Post, and this is something you can see. It is. It is emblematic of it is playing out all around us in the media right now. People just don't know what to say. Biden is not good at this. He's not good at being president. The people around him are incompetent. Tremendous amounts of wild amounts of spending and redistribution of wealth doesn't actually make the economy grow, doesn't make people more prosperous. And when you have people in charge who just don't know how stuff really functions in the real world, there are negative ramifications. There are negative consequences from that. And that's why you're starting to see people say, oh, I see. I see what's going on here. Uh, We just need to tell everybody to chill out and stop thinking that things are going to function the way they used to function. Stop thinking that everything is going to get better because Build Back Better actually was just a stupid slogan for the feeble-minded to get swindled into voting alongside a bunch of socialists in the last election because orange man bad and all the mean tweets. Yes, it turns out that how, uh, how everyone knew Joe Biden was an imbecile the last 40 years or so is just rooted in the fact that he's not very smart. Not very capable. He's the senator from Delaware, folks. All right. Really, let's think about this for a second. I mean, Delaware is a nice state and all, but not exactly a political powerhouse to be a Democrat senator in the state of Delaware. The guy just played the game, kept his head down for the most part and just went along, went along to get along, made sure he did the bidding of the credit card companies and all the corporations in Delaware that are trying to do everything they can to leverage power in D.C. But, oh, yeah, Joe Biden is Mr. Mr. Scranton. 
Mr. Small Town Guy, Small Town America. Um, now on to the cops and their situation for a second. You have police in cities like Seattle, Portland, Chicago. Chicago just had another very violent weekend. You see these you know, dozens of people shot over the weekend. You know, there have been a thousand shootings. I, I couldn't believe this when I first saw the statistic. I thought that, that seems crazy. A thousand shootings in Portland. H- how is that even possible? I mean, think about how many days a year are there. And then how many times have there been? Yeah, Chief of Portland Poli- P- Police calls reaching 1,000 shootings a grim milestone. I mean, Producer Mike, doesn't that sound like a lot of, that's not a big city by population. You're talking about three shootings a day in a city of, well, I got to check the population. I think it's probably about half a million, maybe something like that. What is the population of Portland? But a thousand shootings is at 650,000. The Buckster knows what's up, gets it done every time. I know and I don't even know. That's right. So you got a thousand shootings in Portland. It's crazy. They're going to get rid of their cops. They're going to fire cops now who don't want to get a shot. Because what? I mean, don't, don't they realize that if they either they either have natural immunity, there's a very good chance even if they were to get infected at this point in time, they would clear it before they would even give it to anybody. But, oh, no. Oh, no, they, they want to get rid of the police there. Lori Lightfoot, who I have to say, it's a good thing for Mayor Bill de Blasio that there is Lori Lightfoot because at least de Blasio has some competition for the worst big city mayor in America. I always say de Blasio is the worst. I'm not backing off that. But Lori Lightfoot's pretty awful. And here she, she is. You know how we're talking about narrative and they're trying to convince people of certain things? Here she is leading on the insurrection narrative when it comes to cops being represented by their public sector union officials. The contract is clear and it's been known for a long time. Uh, the police unions are not authorized to strike. It's in their collective bargaining agreement and it's a matter of state law. What we've seen from uh, the Fraternal Order of Police and particularly the leadership is a lot of misinformation, a lot of half-truths and frankly flat-out lies in order to induce an insurrection. Uh, and we're not having that. And so we want to make it very, very clear um, that the law is on our side. <clears throat> we feel very confident about it. And what he, what he said, even after uh, what I heard that he said, even after um, the lawsuit was filed and we notified them, is urging members of the department to ignore their chain of command. An insurrection, she says, because people may not go to work. Now anything you see, when, whenever you stand athwart Democrat power, you're an insurrectionist. Because you're standing in the way of all the wonderful, all the amazing things they would do if you would only shut up, do what you're told, and go along with it. That's the way this is supposed to work. That's the way this is supposed to go. Um, We'll see how this plays out with law enforcement officers in some of these major cities. I'm going to be out in Milwaukee myself in a few weeks, so... That'll be my first time. Never been never been to Milwaukee before, but I hear nice things. I hear nice things. I'll be out in that part of the world. Even even crazier, I'll admit something to you right now, team. I have never been inside the city of Chicago. I've been on the outskirts. I've been in the airport. I've never actually been in Chicago, which is just weird as a New Yorker. I mean, I, I have been to, you know, Baghdad more times than I've been to Chicago, which is crazy, but... That's where that's where things are. Um, We have. Oh, one more thing. 
Washington State football, Washington State Athletic Director Pat Chun has uh, spoken out on the dismissal of head coach Nick Rolovich over the vaccine mandate. And I just want to note there are people who are getting fired from jobs that they either very much need, careers they've had for decades, and in some cases people getting fired from jobs that are really hard to come by and have you know very high pay. And the Washington State uh, football coach here, Nick Rolovich, I don't, you know, we all know I'm a newly made Alabama fan, so roll tide. Just kidding. I love I love Mississippi, too, uh, Ole Miss. And whatever team you love in college football as you're watching and listening to this, that is also a team that I love because that's the kind of guy I am. But Washington State football coach gets fired. Here's the athletic director talking about why he did it. It is disheartening to be here today. Our football team is hurting. Our WSU community is fractured. Today will have a lasting impact on the young men on our team and the remaining coaches and staff. As a director of athletics and steward of this department, I take full ownership and responsibility for hiring Nick. In January of 2020, based on all the information we had at the time, including extensive references and conversations with knowledgeable football experts, we believe we found the perfect fit and a long-term solution for Washington State football. Unfortunately, we stand here today having to make a transition. To be at this juncture today is unacceptable on so many levels and is antithetical to the WSU experience our student-athletes so richly deserve. Okay, so you're firing a guy because he won't get a shot that he doesn't really need. Okay, that, you know, is, it's about protecting the community. Oh, boy. We've been running around infecting people with influenza and the common cold, which can turn into pneumonia and immunocompromised people. We've been murdering people by breathing for, well, as long as we've been human beings. This is a new thing. Apparently, we all had to mask up and get the shot. All the things that we said at the very beginning would become their argument have now become their argument. It's almost like we could see it all coming. Just go back, listen to shows I was doing in June of 2020. I was like, this is what they're going to be saying. Just give it time. My pillow. Do you have a my pillow yet? In fact, do you have the mattress topper, the Giza Dream sheets, the my slippers? These are all amazing products. The my slippers are so comfortable. They're like little pillows for your feet. And I'm really into getting a good night's sleep because I'm just running around all day doing media work. I know a lot of you have families and and have uh, kids you got to take care of or stressful jobs. You got to get a good night's sleep or else you're going to be behind the eight ball every time you wake up, right? Well, that's where MyPillow comes in. Listeners like you have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today. And Mike Lindell wants to give back to all of you. You can get great discounts on MyPillow products by going to MyPillow.com right now, clicking on the radio listener special square, You'll see rotational offers up to 66% off products like their pillows, the mattress topper, and the Giza sheets, but also new products like their slippers, weighted blankets, robes, waffle blankets, and more. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Remember, you just go to the website, MyPillow.com, pick out the products you want, amazing stuff, click on the radio listener special square, and then use promo code BUCK when you're checking out, and you'll see all this money that goes back into your pile because we're giving you great discounts. Go check it out, my friends. It is absolutely the way to do it. Uh, so we also have the Jefferson statue being removed from the New York City uh, New York City Council chamber. And this is exactly well, you know, I was saying before we know where they're going. We know what their position is going to be on any number of issues. Uh, Because once you understand the nature of a leftist, once you know what leftists are all about, you can predict where they're going next. 
You have an understanding of them. I understand leftists. One of the advantages of being a New York City born and raised resident is I know how they think. And they will tell you today that they won't do something next week that they're already planning on doing. But they know that if they push too hard too fast, the progressives won't get what they want. That's why incrementalism and the boa constrictor crushing freedom and individuality in America approach is their favorite. That's what they like to do. And that's why the removal of the Jefferson statue, I think, is such an interesting uh, instance of this, because when they had the initial uh, when they had the initial surge of iconoclasm, the destruction of statues, the destruction of uh, any number of public monuments. They always start with the Confederate monuments, right? They say, oh, it's the Confederate monuments. But then it expands very rapidly. And all of a sudden, it's Christopher Columbus monuments. It's Juan de Añote. How many of you know who Juan de Añote is without Googling it right now? A conquistador who was mean to the native peoples. You know, people were mean to everybody back in the day who weren't their religious group, their tribe, their you know, ethnicity, whatever, right? I mean, you go back into the 1500s, the 1600s, there was no place in the world that was woke. So everybody, by definition, was willing to go to war with everybody else over superficial and even immutable characteristics. Yeah, that was the reality of the world then. But we have this new narrative of only certain people uh, get held to account for this. And essentially, in the case of the Americas, the victors, the people that won these struggles for power and land, uh, th- they are to be forever held in this ignominious, infamous position. Well, that's one thing when you're talking about Wanda and Yote and maybe, you know, Confederate generals. What about the founding fathers? You know, the people for whom places like Washington, D.C. are named or the Jefferson Memorial was built for. Will they really go after that? The answer is yes. And this is where you start to see that the American left is much closer to spiritually, intellectually, much closer to communism than they will ever publicly admit. But they really are. They are quasi-commies at this point. I mean, they can't quite get there because they know the American people would still reject them if they push too far too fast. But their ultimate end state of a radical equality in all aspects of society, but that also has to elevate a revolutionary elite that would make right the wrongs of the past by creating inequality today based on a hierarchy that you see in wokeness, right, based on the intersectional approach to life, what you have is a communism based on, instead of primarily class distinction, mostly racial and ethnic distinction. This is what wokeness in America is today. It is essentially... Um, it, it is a form of political correctness weaponized, and it is racial Marxism. And so that's why these statues and all these things that they're doing, it's not just a minor conversation about getting rid of this or that. It's part of a broader movement to undo and then remake American history in the image of these radicals who are racial Marxists. Right? And they want to tell you today, oh, well, if you are white, but you came here from Kurdistan, I've met 
blue-eyed, blonde-haired Kurds, for example. If you're white, but you came here from Kurdistan, you have privilege, even if you got here, you know, five years ago. And so you don't get the same benefits in your application as a foreigner, as a Muslim, or whatever it may be when you apply to college, as somebody else who grew up the privileged child of, you know, two university professors who happens to have one parent who, for example, is black or Latino and therefore can apply to college under that designation and gets the benefits therein. A holistic affirmative action approach is what they call it. The, the racial Marxists will say that this is all fine. This is what has to happen. Sorry. That's that's fairness to them. And this is what they want all across society now. Think about the power that they have. Think of the arbitrariness of all this. Remember, true power, absolute power, is utterly capricious. It can be applied whenever, however, with no uh, previously identified standards. In fact, the, in fact the, the most extreme power is built upon endless double standards. One thing for you, another thing for me. Oh, it's kind of like COVID right now. You know, you see that. But back to this uh, statue controversy in New York, there is there's been a two decade long effort to remove the Thomas Jefferson statue from the chambers of the New York City Council. And they've voted to finally do it. And they're doing it explicitly because, quote, Thomas Jefferson was a slaveholder who owned over 600 human beings. It makes me deeply uncomfortable knowing that we sit in the presence of a statue that pays homage to a slaveholder who fundamentally believed that people who look like me were inherently inferior, lacked intelligence, and were not worthy of freedom or rights. Thomas Jefferson was a racist, what they're saying. Or that was council member Adrian Adams, co-chair of the Black, Latino, and Asian Caucus, the New York City Council. So they are going after the founding fathers. I mean, if you're talking about Washington Jefferson, I mean, this is these are the people on whom our country's ideals and our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence. These are the intellectual giants on whom the country was built. And now we are to repudiate that. What are we going to replace it with? Who, who then becomes, who becomes the, you know, the, the intellectual foundation of America? If everything that, if we can't celebrate, by the way, no one is saying that there isn't a moral reckoning that has been had by and should be had and has been had by this country in many levels about the ownership of human beings. It's also ahistorical to separate out the fact that there was slavery practiced around the world in the 1400s, the 1500s, the 1600s, the 1700s. That was the reality of the world, including native tribes enslaving each other here in the Americas, including the massive Muslim slave trade in Christian slaves stolen not just off of the shores of European towns and cities, but off of American ships in the 1780s, 90s, into the 18th, uh, into the 19th century. Rather, There was slavery practice all over the world. That's not to say that it's not an abhorrent practice, right? There's also total war, the murder of innocents, the murder of civilians as part of campaigns. I mean, there's bad stuff that happens in the world. People aren't celebrating Thomas Jefferson or George Washington for the clear flaws that they had in their time and based upon our understanding of morality. They're celebrating the genius of their creation of a country rooted in liberty and with limited government and a separation of powers that has endured and built the most 
amazing nation state in the history of the world. That's what's being celebrated. So if we can't celebrate the founding fathers, though, what do we have as part of our what, what is our common history? What are we allowed to celebrate? Do we have to change the name of our capital city? These are real questions that the left should have to answer now because they like to constantly rewrite our history and they pretend that that's not really the end goal. I'll spend more time probably on the border situation tomorrow. Let me just say this. They're flying um, unaccompanied migrant teens, uh, illegal alien children. They're flying them around the country at night. I mean, the taxpayer, of course, is paying for this. This is a massive backdoor family reunification is what they would call it. It's massive influx of more and more legals in the country. The Biden administration is not going to stop it. The numbers are going to come out soon for September. Or, uh, yeah, for September, the final numbers, I believe, for the fiscal year uh, in its totality for illegal immigrant crossings, and it'll be a record. And the Biden administration doesn't want to stop it. No interest in stopping it. They view it as the creation of not just a whole bunch of new Democrat voters down the line, but also the end of the Republican Party and the formation of America as a one-party state, a leftist, socialist-dominated dystopia. Bringing enough foreigners who are dependent on government and who are told from the very beginning that the new country that they have violated the laws of owes them something because of the history of oppression or whatever. Uh, you've got a lot of Democrat voters on the way. The machinery is hard at work on that. We'll come back and talk more about all this tomorrow. Thanks for being here. Please spread the word about the Buck Sexton Show. Also, check out my bucksexton.locals.com. Become a supporter, a subscriber there. It's a community I posted today. I'll be posting more and more frequently. I want to do as much uh, short-form content for all of you as I can. But also, the single best thing you could do for me right now is if you're listening to this podcast, you know, share it to your Facebook page or or send it to one friend. You can take it. It's so easy. If you listen on Spotify or the iHeart app, you can share the podcast as you're listening to it, and you can text it to one person and be like, you've got to try this guy. Listen to what he's got to say. Thanks, team. Back tomorrow. Shields high.